best proposal that helped me earn $2,000. The voice you're hearing is Mr. Cage. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to those who are listening to this conversation. Today is September the 1st, 2019. Beautiful and bright Sunday. Not too hot. A little mild in the temperature. We're transitioning into fall. We're positioning ourselves in that transition as well. I want to give you a, or I would like to give you a brief overview of the first two parts. We're rolling to part three. And I'm thinking that there's going to be a part four. And that's going to be centered around the details of the business proposal. Those who are listening, who desire, or who want the proposal, will communicate at a later date. And I'll give you the expectations and the costs associated with that. Won't be too much. We don't want the proverbial arm and leg for it, but we have to place value because it produces produce value for the people that we serve and produce value for myself in terms of financially and also my growth and development as a person. The main purpose, the two purposes for this conversation is to provide us with an understanding of how the process works to obtain funding and also for us to be equipped to help us get the funding that is necessary and the need. The end result is the template or the template that we use to acquire the funding. When I use the word the tools to help us get the funding, there are intangibles that at times we are unaware of, especially if we haven't went through the actual process, we can research online and identify similar information. However, it's from whosoever perspective that wrote it. And I shared in part two that my perspective hopefully and prayerfully and intentionally will be unbiased. My goal is not to convince the listeners. My goal is to inform and impart to my listeners how this process works, how to endure the process, how to work through the process internally, and also work with the stakeholders or the people or your potential partners to achieve a desired outcome. Those are the tools. Computers went involved in this process. Of course, emails. But I'm equipping you with the intangibles. The aspects that play or that go into the equation of obtaining the funding that people don't see. And again, as a side note, I may seem nauseated because of the seasonal change, but I still wanted to press through and get this completed 
with high quality and get it out as quickly as I could to service the people. In terms of service, we're moving into the productizing campaign. And the productizing, transform your service into a digital product. It helps you free your time from your work. This audio is a digital product. The business template was a digital product. My partnership proposals or partnership agreements are digital products because they're sent over online. They can be hard copies as well. However, they're primarily digital because to communicate and get these things done, oftentimes we rely on email. And that lets us know that we have to have some type of technical intelligence, some type of technical savvy to get this process completed. I gave a term or a thought that came from Wikipedia, and the thought was that knowledge in a knowledge-based society is of high value. We are in the information age. Many people have yet to transition over into this information age in terms of capturing their expertise or specialty. Well, let me not say that. Expertise is different than a specialty. I will refer more to specialty. Capture their specialty in terms of experience, in terms of intellectual, intellectual property. IP, intellectual capital, the creativity that's in your mind. Many people have yet to transition over because of the traditional mindset of physical work or service. And of course, we always say there's nothing wrong with the traditional model. We don't want to solely rely on that because anything can happen, God forbid that we get hurt at work or outside of work in extracurricular activity. But at times, that does happen. I've seen I've seen it. I've witnessed it in the lives of people. Physical situations take place, whether it was some type of illness or maybe a person was involved in some type of sporting activity and they got hurt. And the end result was that that stream dried up because the the paradigm of societal norms will speak and tell us that the value that is of utmost importance and significance and emphasis is you physically being there. And that's more of an employee mindset. You have people that, as I would say in my older life, lay back in the cut, and these people are investors. You don't see the investors. You don't see the people that originate an idea, transform it into a system of policy or structure, equate to an organization. You don't, you don't see them. You may see them. They may come and visit the plant or the facility every once in a while. However, but some of those people that are in the higher ranks, you don't see those people. You don't see them. You see the employees. You see the people that work the system that was created. And you also see the employees improve the system. But you don't see the people 
that are in the upper ranks, they're not, they're, they're concerned about the overall well-being of the company. However, they're managing from afar. That's the place that we should desire to get to. That's the place. That's one of the places. I also talked about, more importantly, that this type of conversation is not mainstream because there are people that will put a title on this type of discussion and the title would be The Business Plan that gets you $2,000. And I talked about the compromise that is built within that type of framework of title in conjunction with the person that's giving it to you. Therefore, the person that will give us that type of title is already a sense of lack of integrity or compromise from the beginning of the relationship. Can I even trust the rest of the information that this person's gonna give me? Hey, you gotta take a risk and see what happens. But this, from me to you, you don't have to be worried or concerned because I'm giving you the truth of the matter. My goal is to give an unbiased perspective on the process and the experience that I went through to obtain the funding to facilitate the the program that we facilitated for the three months in conjunction with Joliet Township High School and River Valley Detention Center. You can trust that I'm going to give you my most unbiased perspective because it's not about me. It's not about drawing attention to myself. It's not about earning the money. It's about passing the information along and passing the baton along to equip people in different communities and position them to acquire the funding that they need to service specifically youth to help the lives of those people transform and realize their full potential. That's what it's about for me. I gave a discussion about being a sub and I'm going to go back and touch upon refine some thoughts and polish some things before I take you into the discussion that I had with the director and be prepared to take your notes concerning this discussion that I had with the director it's going to help you out tremendously I talked about my transition into the district and I touched on the title of a sub don't be confined to a title if you have a function or ability on the inside of you we have to understand that that is a that that is a expression of who we are I teach my students and youth abroad in the Will County communities that your what your what in profession is not who you are and this is a this is an amazing statement it's also a dangerous mindset if we're not aware of it some people's profession is their identity and if it's their identity that they're confined to that identity and the functionality or what they do 
doesn't move outside of that title because there's so much ownership on that title. Normally, it's equated to low self-esteem. Hence, give you an example of a teacher. A teacher's been a teacher. Let's say the person teaches. Let's say, for example, they teach advanced algebra or math. Be general math. They see themselves as a math teacher most times, not as the person. With them associating themselves with the title, they confine themselves to that. And they will only teach in a school setting. They may drip out of the confines of the school. However, most times what I see is that an educator, in, in terms of a teacher, would teach the subject matter in school, and then outside of that, they would do nothing else. They would lesson plan outside of the school, but because that title is defined as who they are, they only feel relevance or significance within that school outside of them planning at home to teach at the school which places a limitation on them in terms of financial growth I give you that I give you that conversation because people and it's not the people it's the system that's in the people the worldly system will attempt to put a label on you and a title on you and if you allow that to take place, it's going to limit your expression of who you truly are. The integrity that's there, the confidence that's there, the perseverance that's there will become a limitation and will, it will arrest you and confine you and won't allow you to move. I understood in my heart the gift that God had given me to share with people. I understood the talent that God had given me and the skill set. So we can put the gift itself and the talent and the skill in the same pot. And the gift is given. It's, free, it's freely given. Freely we receive, freely we give. And then the talent, the charisma, and the skill set had to be perfected, had to be cultivated. Practice makes maturity in terms of perfection. And it's always being perfected as you grow and develop as a person. I already understood that about myself when I came into the district. And the title of sub excuse me, didn't phase me too much. Here and there, yeah, you may question yourself. It may come up. I don't think it's a question that comes from you. I think it's a question that comes from the culture that's been downloaded in you. And because the societal norm or the masses recognize a just a sub, I would come into a classroom and break that stigma fast. And I would give them my experience and what I used to do based on my previous background and it will calm the storm. But I would also let them know that's not who I am. That's what I do. It's my profession. I'm only letting you know this because I know at times you all put a stigma or you have a certain mindset or mentality connected to having a sub 
and I want to break that because I want you to be as productive as possible and not be limited to your past experiences or your perception about this subtitle. I give you that because you have to break that. If you don't break, if that wine skin doesn't break or that outer shell doesn't break, you won't see yourself worthy to facilitate your program. You won't see yourself worthy to fellowship and communicate with the directors. You won't see yourself worthy and that will abort the mission. That will abort the mission. So in closing this last part, excuse me, I'm going to give you the meeting itself and then we'll wrap this up and go into part four. My meeting with director was set. When you meet with directors of schools and organizations that service young people and families, you meet with a director, you don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of time. I will propose that you put an agenda together and you send that agenda to them from the beginning. Any material that you need to get your point across or to focus on the items that you want to focus on, I will recommend that you submit that to them or either have it ready because I've been in, in, in both situations where I have stuff ready or I submitted some material to the director before we met to minimize the time. And I would highlight that material in a with a with a hard with a tangible highlighter or on a computer. It would keep me on focus. Because there's a lot of information that's exchanged between you and them. But you you do have a specific focus or specific items that you want to tackle. When I met with the director, my first question to her was, what is your vision? Because in my heart, I know what I want to do, what I have to offer. But the organization that you are partnering with may not value what you have to offer in totality. You may have something in your mind and heart that you want to do, but you have to fit the vision first. Find out what the vision is of that director or that person that's in charge or your point of contact and then you take from the menu of options that you have to offer and you fit it to them because you don't have a lot of time. Our meeting possibly took excuse me scientists. Our meeting, our first initial meeting probably took about maybe 15 to 20 minutes because I was full-time teaching at the time. She had stuff going on. We met maybe 20, maybe 20 to 25 minutes. From that, we left. We talked relationally, talked about stuff outside of the job. And when we left that meeting, I remember her saying, send me the proposal. That let me know. It was a sense of urgency. She said it twice. Make sure you send me the proposal. Make sure you send me the proposal. It took a week for me to draw it up because I had already had templates from different proposals that I had sent off to various people. We drew it up and we refined it together. We refined it together. 
And when I make the statement that we were fighting together, I took the vision that she had and I merged it with what I had to offer and we birthed the child together. If you send the document to the person, do not take it personal if they add to it or take away from it. One principle you got to understand is that you can't have ownership on what you've been given to offer. You have ownership and you'll personalize it and it'll be hard to make the changes in order to get this document or proposal to your point of contact. The skill sets that I utilized was the listening communication skills. Listening to what this person is actually saying, not what I think they're saying. Paraphrasing. When the person is saying something, my response, I'll paraphrase that thought back to them to make sure that I understand what they're trying to convey. And then I'll let them know what I'm under, what my understanding is on what they're communicating to me. Time management is key in terms of priority. The person gave a sense of urgency. She gave a sense of urgency. I need the proposal. Make sure you send me the proposal. That let me know. Priority. Time management. My work style is I work on projects bit by bit. I may work on one section and it's refined in my mind. I'll go to the next section and the next and then I'll look at it collectively. Then I'll send it. In addition, I'll send it to other people to see what their perspective is on it. And if they read it and they can readily understand it, I may do another read to make sure that it's okay. But also if they have any objections to it where I'm right, where they're not able to understand it, then I'll make that adjustment. The writing skill is very, very important because you're not writing for you. You're writing for a reader to easily and readily comprehend what you're trying to convey, what the problem is, what your implementation will be, and what the outcome is going to be. There are a few hiccups in the process after we got approved and it was because she hadn't been through the process in a while and another fruit or skill that has to be cultivated and perfected in you is patience and understanding if you're in a position where you thirsty and there's always excitement that goes into it but as you go through this process and get accustomed to it you'll be able to manage that excitement because the excitement will have you on edge and your emotions will lead you into areas and realms that are unrealistic. As far as the payment itself, once we got approval, took about maybe a week to get approval and then probably took about another week or so to get all the systems set up to be able to expedite and process payments. The first payment was postponed because I sent my invoice to her point of contact who was her administrative assistant and there was a, a error on her part in terms of the business aspect of it. Therefore, you have to have a business aspect in you 
when you dealing with these proposals and when you working with the directors and the points of contact to fund your program or project. You have to have a business perspective on this. Trust me on this. She was under the impression that I was functioning under an employee because I worked with the district as a sub. And she would give, they sent me a template of a timesheet. I would submit the days and the hours that I was at the facility doing the mentoring sessions. And I submitted it as a timesheet as a traditional employee. But it wasn't. I was functioning under my business name. Therefore, we had to make some adjustments because the check that I would receive was not associated with my primary checks in regards to me subbing in that school district. It was a whole different check under my business name. So we were under their impression that me, it would be commingled with my check as an employee, but it wasn't. And I knew that. I didn't say anything because I was thinking maybe she knows something that I don't, but that that error did come up. And again, you have to be understanding, have patience, and be consistent with your follow-through. And I give you that aspect because there's going to be errors that's going to take place. But I also give you that from an aspect of traditional and being employed versus being an entrepreneur. If the money would have got commingled or means to put together the regular work check with the business, then I would have been taxed on that money under the guise of an employee, which is not beneficial for me or you in terms of running your for-profit or not-for-profit. When you're running a for-profit business or not-for-profit, and I'm speaking for for-profit because that's what my business is ran under, I'm trying to minimize the taxes that I'm experiencing on this money. But if I put it under, if I co-mingle it and put it together with my employee check, then it's going to get taxed as though I'm an employee, but I'm not. I'm providing a service as an independent contractor to the district. And that made a tremendous difference. To wrap this up, part four, I'll go into, excuse me again, Part four, I'll go into the template and I'll break down the different sessions with details. We may, you may get a part four or part five, but I know it's going to be a part four for sure. And the part five may be the cleanup, the summary of the whole document itself. And the end result will put you in a position to see if you want to acquire the template. It's, it's at least three. It's the the proposal and then it's the it's the proposal the, the template itself and then it's the partnership agreement there's two and there's other templates that I use in that that was created to facilitate these type of exercises and activities but we'll see how it goes don't look at the length of time in this the length of time in this means little this 27 or 28 minutes that we've taken to expound and talk with you about this is worth it 
because the 30 minutes will take away, it'll minimize the errors that you will that you will endure if you attempted to do it on your own or just read an article. I'm giving you an article, a live article of the different steps and the journey that I went through to arrive at being a a person of dominance in this in this industry and in my community because when people and I'm saying this in humility but I'm being just straightforward but when people think about youth in my community our name come up uh, Mr. Cage Divine Rush Education and Training he helps youth that name comes up because over the consistency over a period of time and the excellence of service that we provide because we have the right heart and we want to continue to refine our excellence to service people more effectively. Not so much more people because that, that's inevitable to happen, but I'm focused on the effectiveness of what I do and that comes from understanding your customer. This is Mr. Cage signing out. Have an awesome day and have an awesome week. Part four and five coming to you very soon. Please look out for the last two parts of the business proposal to help me earn 2000